Hello and welcome guys to another episode of these bite-sized tutorials to prepare for the Certified Information System Security Professional Exam. So continuing on with our discussion on types of intellectual property protection, another type of it is known as trade secret. A trade secret is what you might consider something that is exclusive to your business and is what makes your business run. For example, the pizza recipe of a famous pizza restaurant is considered a trade secret. So anything that makes your business run and on exposure of which you might face some losses is called a trade secret. Now, trade secret is a bit different from other types of intellectual property protection. You may ask me why? Well, to tell you, because for patent, copyright and trademark to be valid, you need to first register your work. But that means you are already putting your secret in the public domain before you are being awarded with that much needed protection. So you go to register your trademark but then that process might take a week or two and for that week or two your secret is now vulnerable because you haven't been awarded the required protection. But for trade secret there is no such hard and fast rule. For trade secret, you do not need to register them, but for it to be viable, you need to ensure a few things. First, you need to make sure you provide adequate protection to your trade secret. Second, you need to show that there was some cost associated with its development. Third, it must be something that provides your business with a competitive value in the marketplace. And last, it needs to be something important to our business and our income such that without it, the survival of our business might be questionable. So basically, it is something important for the survival of our company. Now, how do we protect this trade secret? Well, a couple of things that can be done are, you can get all the people who have access to this trade secret sign the non-disclosure agreements. Then you can make sure that wherever you are storing this trade secret, it's an extremely safe and highly impenetrable storage. We cannot guarantee 100% safety, but we can at least try. You can also keep track of all the access to your secret by logging them and keeping an eye on them vigilantly. When you make copies of a secret, you can make sure that they are numbered and signed. What this might mean is that if only three people need the copy, then make sure you number those copies and get them signed so no forgery can be done. Good, so I hope now you have a good understanding of trade secret and how it differs from patent, copyright and trademark. Fine, now let's move on and discuss another form of intellectual property prediction. Digital rights management or DRM is another type of intellectual property protection that is a collection of technologies that protects primarily audio and video type of digital content from getting illegally reproduced or from unauthorized usage. When we talk about digital content, we are mainly talking of movies, audio or even audiobooks. Some forms of DRM technologies that are commonly used can be restrictive licensing agreements, Limited install or activation of CD player keys that basically means if the key is not present, the CD player won't be able to play the file. We also use techniques like encryption and scrambling. Then we have persistent authentication, also known as always on DRM. 
What this means is that the application that is playing the file will be constantly checking the validation key of the file. And we also have program manipulation that is in case the key is not found and a violation is detected, the notion that this is not the legitimate player or legitimate file, then the file would be forever discontinued and stopped from being played. As we talk about all this, we can say that DRM can sometimes be a bit controversial. Why? Because DRM can prohibit legitimate use. So for example, you bought this file and you simply want to play it on some other computer of yours. But DRM might prohibit you to do that and that sucks big time because now you cannot fully enjoy the content even though you paid for it. It also prohibits fair use. Generally, when we talk about some content being used for educational purposes, we tend to relax the protection to an extent, but not with DRM, and again, that impedes the major use of our product. A subset of DRM is IRM, that is Information Rights Management. While DRM primarily deals with the protection of audio and video, the IRM deals with the protection of the digital text or in technical terms, SCI text-based digital information. So it's still digital information, but it's just in another format. So the methods that we use here are metadata keywords and watermark filtering. So for example, in the metadata of our system, you can add the keyword confidential. So whenever your filter finds this word, it will either prohibit or alert you if somebody tries to send it over the network. But just keep in mind that all these things majorly depends on what settings you use for your DLP filter. We'll be talking about DLP later on, so I will not uh, elaborate it here. We'll talk about it later. Okay, so with this, we come to an end of this episode. I'll keep talking about intellectual property protection in the upcoming episode. Thank you for listening to this podcast and stay tuned for the next episode.